What's up, everybody? Today, I'm very excited to announce my guest. He's a former New Orleans Saints first-round pick, Notre Dame alum, and co-host of the Easy Sports Talk Show, Irv Smith Sr. How's it going today, brother? All is well, man. Good to be here with you guys today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So first and foremost, why don't you tell us a little bit about your hometown of Trenton, New Jersey, and uh, what makes it so special? Well, you know, Trenton is where all my family's from. My mom was born there. My dad was born there. Uh, my grandparents lived there, uncles and aunts, cousins, you know, you name it, nephews, nieces. Uh, that's where our bloodline comes from. It's, you know, it's the, it's, it's America, you know, it's middle America people. And, and that's where my roots are from. I, I was born in Trenton. I was raised in a little town called Pemberton, which is kind of in the suburbs. And, you know, it's like funny because you know, I go on Facebook and like three, four, 500 of my friends are all in common. We're all, you know, we've been friends since I was probably four, five, six years old. And we'll be friends until the day we die. That's awesome. Like a tight-knit community. So uh, tell us a little bit about your recruiting process in high school and how you ended up and uh, why, why you ended up choosing to attend Notre Dame. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I didn't even know where Notre Dame was until I took my recruiting visit to go there. You know, I just, you heard the name, but, who, you know, it's not like Southern California or South Carolina or yeah. Florida. It's, it's Notre Dame. There's no, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't tell you it's in South Bend, Indiana. And I got off a plane. It was it was December. It was cold. It was miserable. And um, I saw the lady on the dome, and, and I had a chance to interact with with players that were you know, students first. They were student athletes. And and I, w I visited you know, USC. I visited uh, UCLA. I visited Florida State. I visited Clemson. And believe it or not, uh, Auburn was supposed to be my last visit. And I was actually going to go to Auburn. I wanted to be like Bo Jackson. I played baseball. I was a baseball player that was good at football and I wanted to go to Auburn and what happened was the week before my Auburn trip I got a call from the, the recruiter at Auburn and said Irv I'm sorry but we don't, we don't have any scholarships left for you we just signed two tight ends from the state of Alabama and um, at that point I committed to go to Clemson and Notre Dame just wouldn't give up a guy by the name of Vinny Serrato who was the recruiting coordinator back then who's still a great friend of mine to this day uh, Vinny wouldn't leave me alone he said Irv you just got to take the trip so I committed to Clemson that day I went to Notre Dame for the visit, and by the time the weekend was over, I changed my mind, and I said, I'm going to Notre Dame, and, and things will never be the same ever again. Wow. That's a crazy story. <laughs> so uh, what was it like being a first-round pick by the Saints, and um, what did you do at Notre Dame to stand out to scouts? Well, you know, being a first-round pick is a dream. It's something that, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It doesn't happen for a lot of people, but I was very fortunate that I had guys in front of me that paved the way that, uh, showed what you needed to do to become a first-round pick. And all I did, honestly, was I, I was a copy. I tried to be a perfect copy of a Derrick Brown, a perfect copy of a, a Todd Light, a perfect copy of a, you know, Rocket Ishmael. You know, the list goes on and on. When I was at Notre Dame, it was nothing but great examples, so I had no excuse. And they all paved the way and showed what it took to become a first-rounder. And all I did was emulate them. I wanted to be a perfect copy of those guys to give myself a chance of becoming a first-round pick. Yeah, it paid off. And um, who do you who do you think like helped you the most in your transition from, you know, Notre Dame to the NFL? That's a great question. You know, I, I can't say one person. I mean, it was so many people that were uh, instrumental in my development from my mom and dad to coach Holtz to teammates like Derek Brown. Um, so many guys I played with, so many guys that were before me, so many guys that were after me. You know, my greatest friends to this day are guys that I, I, I became you know, brothers with at Notre Dame. And we all, I think, attributed to each other's success. So I can't say one person or one facet because there's so many things that, you know, it, you can't put your finger on one thing that helps you get to that next level. Because if you did that, 
you'd be negating all the other great things and great people that were part of your success. I, all I can say is the Notre Dame family, um, from my fam, my personal family to coaches, to teammates, to classmates, to teachers, all the way down, were a huge part of helping me become what I was, what I became. Yeah, for sure. Um, so after your tenure, you know. You- you uh, spent five seasons with the Saints, and then after that, you went to the San Francisco 49ers to play with play with them. What was it like switching teams after, you know, spending your entire career in New Orleans with the Saints? It was a breath of fresh air. You know, New Orleans is a great place. I, I, I was so grateful to become a first-round pick there and play down there for the years I did. Uh, going to San Francisco was a breath of fresh air because I got to play with people like Jerry Rice and Steve Young and Terrell Owens and Garrison Hurst and J.J. Stokes and Ken Norton Jr. and Merton Hanks and – uh, my old teammate, Notre Dame, Bryant Young and Junior Bryant. I mean, I could name so many guys. Uh, it was one season, but I always tell people it was actually the season that was probably the most blessed season to me because I was able to play in an organization that really took pride in the players, the way they treated the players, and the organization all the way, all the way around. Yeah, and you just kind of mentioned it, but, uh, you know, you went to San Francisco and you were part of a great season and a great roster. You know, Steve Young, Terrell Owens, Jerry Rice, J.J. Stokes, the list goes on and on. Um, what was it like kind of going from a subpar Saints team, you know, only like an eight and eight season I think was the best season they had throughout your tenure to an NFL powerhouse at the time? You know, it was, it was like being um, – I, I, I can't – I could never tell you enough how fun of a season that was. People always ask me what was my favorite season – and I played five years with the Saints, which I had a great tenure there. But that one year was just a blessed year that I got a chance to rub elbows with some of the great players that I'd watched on the, on the other side of the field for so many years, uh, to be a part of that team, that organization, to be part of that offense, and to go against that defense every every day in practice. It was just, for me, it was the highlight of my career because I'll never, I'll be able to look back on that for always and say, I was actually on the field and participated and helped a great team like that play. Yeah, for sure. And, um, so what was life like after you decided to hang up the cleats? You spent one last year in Cleveland, right? And then you uh, decided to hang them up after that? Or was it you just you weren't getting much interest? Like, what was the process there? I was tired. You know, my son was uh, was turning two years old. And at that point in my life, I transitioned from being a football player to being a dad. And I made the decision that at that point, I wanted to focus on being a dad. My son was two. And um, I didn't want to be on the road like I was anymore. And I wanted to focus on him. And I was very fortunate that, for the next, you know, 17, 18, 19 years, I was able to raise him, be a part of his life, and not get him into the NFL. And now he's he's realizing his dreams, just like I was able to realize my dreams. Yeah, for sure. We're going to touch on that a little bit later. But uh, so currently, you're a co-host of your own radio show called The Easy Sports Talk that you and your brother co-host. Um, How did you get into, like, the radio business? And what that what's that journey kind of been like for you? Well, really, um, my brother's my brother. can't hear you. I think you muted on accident. <laughs> can't hear you. Yeah, we're good. And we're back. (laughs) Sorry about that, man. Oh, you're good. (laughs) But um, can you give me that question one more time again? I'm sorry. So, uh, you know, we're kind of just talking about your sports show and how you ended up getting into the business. 
you know, I've, I've, I did radio and TV for many years when I was playing ball. I had a couple radio shows and TV shows and parts of uh, broadcasts I would do when I was with the Saints and, and also when I played with the Niners and the Browns. And it's always been something that's been in my blood. I, I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy sharing um, information about the game the, from one way I see it from my perspective. And uh, my brother does the show full time. I'm so busy with my son and with life and my career that I, I can't I can't dedicate any time to on a weekly basis to doing it. But every once in a while, I get on the show and help out. But it always brings back to my roots because I, I love doing it. I just don't have the time to really do it as much as I like to. But certainly I've always loved radio and TV and being able to share the perspective from the player versus the, the fan. Me too. And that's kind of why I started getting into podcasting. I just like giving, you know, athletes, former athletes, everybody, just like an opportunity to just kind of share the story from their point of view. So I'm glad that you kind of said that that's like a similar reason, because that's kind of why I started getting into podcasting. But um, so your your son, Herb Smith Jr., is drafted this past year in the second round to the Minnesota Vikings. What was it like getting to share that experience with him? You know, what? it was nothing better. You know, it made me realize what my parents were able to experience when they went through the process with me. You know, you never know what your parents go through, but being a parent and doing it yourself, it kind of gives you a little glimpse into what they experienced when they went through it with me. And it was nothing better. I tell you, it was the, the probably the proudest moment of my entire life, way bigger than the, than, than the moment that I went through myself, because it was a journey that I, I remember from the day he was born to get to where he was. And it wasn't like we birthed him with the intention for him to be a football player. We birthed him with the intention to be a great young man. Um, a great person, a great human being, and God just blessed him to become a great athlete and to work so hard to, to accomplish his goals and dreams. Yeah, and how do you kind of go about that? Like, does, did he just, like, come up to you one day and say, hey, Dad, I want to play football, or, like, how'd that happen? Well, he's always played sports, and he played basketball. I wouldn't even let him play football until his uh, eighth grade, and, and he got in eighth grade, but he's always played sports, and he loves football. He just loved the the sport, and so when he started playing, it just became so natural for him because he played sports from the time he was two years old uh, until he started playing football. He was always playing basketball and he's very athletic. So it was, it, you know, it was just one of the things that just evolved. You don't, you don't raise a child to be a uh, NFL star and not like that. You just raise a child to play and to stay out of trouble and to stay busy and to have fun. And we, you know, we spent many weekends and days and weeks and months in the gym and, and, and eventually on the football field. And he just, turned into a, uh, a a junkie. He fell in love with the sport, and you can tell by the way he works at it that he just loves it. You know, he doesn't like it. I like football. My son loves football, and that's what makes him so good. Yeah, for sure. So um, what are your thoughts on, like, the Saints' current tight end situation? You know, they got Jerry Cook on a contract year, and then Adam Troutman was drafted. He's out here being compared to George Kittle. What are your kind of your thoughts on that as far as the future you know, of the Saints? You know, the, the, the Saints, the, the tight end position, they're, they're really strong there. They've always had strong tight ends there, and they certainly have uh, a good group of guys there right now. It's going to be interesting to see. Bottom line, they've got good players. They've got a great quarterback, a, a great coach, a great team. So they'll, they'll always be good, and it just depends on how, how good they want to be, but they certainly will be a good football team, and it'll certainly be a good group of tight ends. Yeah, for sure. Um, any predictions for the Saints in 2020? You know, I, I think it's like anything else, man. They're going to have a good season. It's all going to come down to – you know, uh, the, the little things who wins and loses, but they're always going to have a great team. They have a great program. and They're going to do well for sure. Um, one last question for you, Irv. Do you have any advice to the young athletes out there chasing their NFL dreams? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. There's only but so many guys can make it. Um, certainly get your education. Certainly focus on things you can do to become a better human being and a better person long-term. 
work hard and give yourself an opportunity to be successful, but don't put all your eggs in one basket. All right, Irv. Thank you so much, guys. Irv, Irv Smith Sr., guys, former Saints, 49ers, and Browns tight end.